The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to The Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. I'm your host, Terry Williams. Let's rise to new heights together on mindbodyspirit.fm. Welcome, lovely souls. Here we are, another day on the planet. Yes, it's me, Terry Williams. Today I'm going to talk with you about soul care, impeccable soul care, and why I believe it is essential now more than ever to get creative in how you honor your life on this planet, which by default will aid you in honoring all beings here and in other realms. Oh yeah, I believe in that stuff, you know. The other side, we'll get to that one day as this is just the first of many episodes on impeccable soul care. Sometimes I'll do the talking and sometimes guests will join me who are equally as passionate about soul care. Over the course of the next half hour, I'm going to share a little bit about me, a little bit about what I think this podcast might look like in the future, and some insights that you can take out into the day today to either deepen your own soul care practices or to begin your own sense of impeccable soul care. And before we dive in, I want to offer a blessing inspired by my friend and teacher, Sandra Ingerman. Join me in placing your hand on your heart. Connect in with your inner sense of gratitude and grace, your inner heartbeat, your inner drum. To me, that's blessing, gratitude and grace. Close your eyes and imagine sending blessings to the sky, the earth, the tree, the elements. Send blessings to your circles, your families, your colleagues, your students and teachers. Send blessings to all of their relations and all of their communities. Hmm. Send blessings to all beings of this earth until everyone has been included. Sending blessing again to the cosmos, to creation. Sending blessing to yourself as you are the circle of life and you are worthy of all blessings. Connect deeper with grace and gratitude for yourself, for your soul, and for all of life. 
take a breath, coming back to the space you started. Experience how you feel. Hopefully, you'll feel more expansive, more powerful, happier, a little lighter. For me, this is the shamanic way. It's so simple. Grace and gratitude, love for all life, above, below, and all around us. So today, it's about getting creative with the essence of who you are. For me, soul care is an art. It's a skill and needs to be done with the highest honor I can give it. Sometimes I really do need to get creative about how I go about that. That's where the art comes in. We are all creative and artistic in our own ways, even if we don't realize it. Art defined is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form, such as painting or sculpture. Art is producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. The art of impeccable soul care is utilizing your imagination and creativity to honor, love, and appreciate yourself, giving yourselves power, seeing the power of your soul. The soul isn't just in us. We are a soul, the energy of creation and existence. I will repeat that over and over again. During my podcast, my guests and I will provide insight that gives you an opportunity to connect in with your soul self, your higher self, in potentially new ways, an invitation to witness her with compassion and acceptance. In my life, I incorporate rituals drumming and music, the elements, energy work, creative expression through mandalas, movement, connecting with my cosmic council, learning new things, and so much more on a regular basis. They have helped me remain clean and sober for almost 30 years. They've helped me get up in the morning on my darkest days most of the time with a deep sense of reverence and gratitude for life. Each of these experiences are part of my own way of practicing impeccable soul care. My hope is that by my sharing them here and through my work, you'll be inspired to get more creative, to bring practices into your life that elevate your soul and raise your vibration. That's the beauty of the shamanic way. Really, it should be the beauty, should be the beauty of any practice. It's your path, your path of revelation and soul care, not the guidance of a guru. You're the one on the pedestal for yourself, combined with earth and the cosmos. Some believe that the soul is within you. Others believe the soul is you the energy body that surrounds you. Either way, my thought is that the soul is the essence, 
the energy, so to speak, of who you are, not contained to this meat suit, to this lifetime, right? I think the soul is pure love and that when we take on human form, we're given an ego and choice. Sometimes we base our choices on the immediate experience, on the moment. And sometimes those choices do not always feel in alignment with our soul. Because we do have choice, we can return to love anytime. In her book, A Return to Love, Marianne Williamson said, something amazing happens when we surrender and just love. We melt into another world, a realm of power already within us. The world changes when we change. The world softens when we soften. The world loves us when we choose to love the world. I add to that that The world loves us when we choose to love ourselves and the soul and honor it in ways that, again, elevate and support our lives. One way that I continue to return to love and connect with my cosmic counsel is through the shamanic journey practice. Shamanic practices can be found in almost every culture around the globe. Although the word may have originated in the Tungas, its very definition of bridging worlds or connecting in other realms is universal. The shamanic journey in its most basic form is a sacred intentional meditation where one uses what seems like imagination to connect with benevolent helpers in other realms or other worlds. These helpers may be in the form of guides that have a human feel, animals, angels, ascended masters, even deceased loved ones. For me, the journey is a type of meditation where I can turn on my mind instead of turning it off. I'm going to rewind a bit. My first official experience with meditation in general and intuitive work was through a guided meditation at what I call the psychic church over 30 years ago, where this uh, reformed Catholic, I guess you could say recovering Catholic, where communion was a psychic reading, an energy healing, or a past life regression. Those first experiences changed my life. The first meditation was a guided rainbow meditation that now I think of as a chakra meditation or a rainbow journey. In that meditation, we were guided to see ourselves on a mountaintop, eventually allowing all the colors of the rainbow to flow through our energy bodies, centering, aligning, calming the energy of our hearts and souls. It spiraled me to learn and train in meditation and energy work, eventually leading me to shamanic journeying and shamanic practices. Based upon what I now know, I had been journeying and meditating 
my whole life in nature and the trees. Maybe you have too. Maybe you can relate to that. I just didn't know. I didn't know it then as I had no words, no language for it, nor did I have access to a teacher or guide. And yet I constantly went to nature in my youth, laying in the fields, climbing the trees to escape, to daydream, to journey. From that first experience, again, I began devouring books and taking some of the local classes. There were not many, that's for sure. The first book I read on intuition was Practical Intuition by Laura Day. And then it was The Celestine Prophecy. And then Conversations with God. And then so many more. And the internet. Oh my gosh. Through the internet, I was able to start devouring even more. Speaking of the internet, since COVID started, Laura Day pops on Instagram almost every day with a teaching and an energy healing. It's worth checking into her Instagram lives. She does not record those. However, she is very communicative and invites everyone listening to tune in to their own energy and learn some of her teachings on how to create a deeper connection and intuition in your own life. Although there weren't many local classes 30 years ago, especially for shamanic teachings, there were psychic classes, Reiki, and other healing modalities where people called in divine light or worked with the angels and so many other things. Maybe there weren't many offerings because here in the West, we didn't necessarily have a lineage of teachers. Our people were derailed by mere existence controlled environments and the industrial age, they also were deeply into their own religious beliefs like Catholicism, Christianity. I know in my family, most didn't talk about being psychic or intuitive, connected to the earth and the cosmos. They prayed to something that they really didn't question. Again, thanks to the internet, I've taken more workshops and certifications than I can recall. You probably have too, right? Many over the course of the last 20 years were in shamanic teachings from around the globe, plus intuition and meditation, energy work, movement. I'm guessing that many of you learned things that were even available to help severely eliminate or reduce the stress in your lives. Over the years, I have been so fortunate to learn from and have had deep conversations with so many shamans and witches and soul keepers, energy workers, psychics, motivators, inspirational people who showed up in different ways, yet honored connections and growth of the soul. Many of those people will be joining me here on the Art of Impeccable Soul Care. Many of those people will be sharing their wisdom and their insights to help you connect even deeper 
to your own soul and to the essence and energy of who you really are. What it comes down to for me is this. You create your own path, your own connection to the divine, to creation itself. Shamans and mystics call it the path to direct revelation. It's that simple. We as humans with our ego make it so complicated. It doesn't have to be. We have it all within us as we are creation itself. Sometimes we need inspiration, guidance, and a nudge. I hope you're going to find that here. I hope that you will get a nudge to honor and love your soul deeper, reclaiming your own inner power. So let's talk about stress for a minute. We as humans carry a ton of stress, a ton of shit. We carry them like backpacks. Sometimes we carry that heavy backpack for so long that we become used to its weight on our bodies. And it takes its toll. Physical, emotional, mental, spiritual toll. We forget that we can put the backpack down. We can lay it down and rest. We can lay down and rest without judgment. Too much stress makes our earth journey so difficult that we sometimes allow that stress or those triggers to overcome and overwhelm us. We also forget that just like the earth and her cycles of devastation and trauma, we can renew, rebirth, and recover. How many times have you walked along the sidewalk and seen a piece of greenery pop through a crack or witness the devastating fires and floods around the world? A few years later, we see the land begin to recover. We can recover like that. We can recover with soul care and love. I know it sounds simple. It takes practice. Everything does, right? Everything that is worth it takes practice. There will always be things in our lives to set us off, to trigger us. How we respond is the key to our successful recovery. Responding with love, responding from our soul, makes the recovery time more like moments so that we can be present fully for the next moment. I am not talking about spiritual bypassing, sidestepping your emotions, anger, or fear. Not by any means. We need to feel that stuff. We don't need to allow them to drag us down so far that we feel like we can't get out. What my guests and I share over time may help you, again, return to love, to recover more quickly, to connect deeper with your soul. That gives you a little bit of insight on me and some ideas on where I might be heading with this podcast. For today, I'm going to leave you with a few tools that might inspire you that might ignite that spark to connect more deeply with your inner light, your soul. First, I encourage you to create a practice, a daily practice of honoring you, honoring your soul, even if it's only for a few minutes a day, and even if you already have a practice. Try something new for 40 days. Studies show that a minimum, it takes a minimum of 21 days to create a habit, to make it automated thing for your life. Some t- studies indicate it can take much longer than that. 
habits, particularly good habits, soul elevating habits, are those small uplifting changes that add up to a lot over time. Yogi Sadhguru believes that it takes 40 to 48 days for our system to really recognize what it is that we want to change in our lives. In my classes, I suggest that everyone try a simple salt ritual, releasing what no longer serves you and bringing in what does. Love, soul care. Tosha Silver minimizes it so beautifully. Let everything that needs to go, go. Let everything that needs to come, come. I have practiced these 40-day salt rituals many times over the last few years. In fact, I practiced it daily for a whole year, and it helped me stay in flow, especially when I felt totally out of flow. There's a short video on my YouTube channel. I'll make sure the link is posted here on my page. Um, You'll need a candle, some toothpicks. You could start with 80 if you're inclined to do the 40 days. A small jar of salt. I like the pink salt because it reminds me of love. And you'll need a lighter or matches. You're going to think of what it is that you want to release. Blow it into one of the toothpicks. Light it and then extinguish it into the salt. Letting the universe, creation, support you with your intentions. Then you're going to think of it as that you want to bring in. Blow it into one of the toothpicks, light it, and extinguish it into the salt. Again, letting the universe, creation, support you with your intentions. Some believe that by blowing it into the candle, it has the potential to carry your DNA to the universe. I like that. I like to know that the universe does have my back. And that by sending my breath, it's carried like on the wings of a bird, right? Then you go about your day. If 40 days seems like a stretch for you, try it for a few days. Then add another and another and another. See how it feels for you. Sometimes I like to clear my energy body and my altar before I begin the practice. And most of the time, I start it first thing in the morning. You do what works for you. And don't beat yourself up if you miss a day. Just go back to it when you do remember. Or let it go completely. There's not one thing on the planet that makes sense for all beings, except maybe water and love. One more thing I want to add to this is I drum. I love connecting with my drum. In a second, I'm going to read a couple things for you. But what I want to say is you do not need to be a master drummer to benefit from the sound of the drum. Shamans and mystics all over the world use the drum for connecting with their inner self and the cosmos. We all have one built into our bodies our heartbeat, the first sound we hear in the womb. In the article, This is Your Brain on Drumming, The Neuroscience Behind the Beat by Jennifer Connolly at Medium.com, Jennifer writes, 
Shamanic drumming, which is a fast four to seven beats per second rhythm, has the ability to profoundly alter brain states. Ancient shamans knew this, and now a plethora of science backs it up. The two hemispheres of the human brain often operate at different levels and at different rates. The steady beat of shamanic drumming is a powerful tool for brain health because by the very nature of its constant rhythm, it permeates the entire brain, bringing both hemispheres into rhythmic balance. This is profound because that balance is exceedingly hard to come by in modern day life and brings with it deep healing. In the article, she shares a few additional resources. One is this. In his book, Shamanism, the Neural Ecology of Consciousness and Healing, Michael Winkleman explains how drumming synchronizes the frontal and lower areas of the brain, integrating nonverbal information from lower brain structures into the frontal cortex, producing feelings of insight, understanding, integration, certainty, conviction, and truth, which surpasses ordinary understandings and tend to persist along after the experience. One more. I'm going to give you one more. Barry Quinn, PhD, a clinical psychologist who runs a neurofeedback clinic for stress management, has been working with a variety of technicians that affect human brainwaves. His recent studies have shown that drumming for brief periods can alter brainwave patterns, dramatically reducing stress. The simplest practice you can begin right now is tuning into your own heartbeat, allowing the rhythm of your own heartbeat to soothe your soul and connect you to love. You just heard the sound of my drum. This is what it sounds like. Some people like to drum a little faster, some a little slower. I'm going to share with you an experience I had where I incorporated drumming into my life on a regular basis. Um, In 2019, I had a traumatic fall that caused multiple fractures in my femur. I immediately began to practice the journey and meditate with my hand on my heart. I was able to hold off taking pain medication for four hours. Listen, I am not suggesting by any means that everybody or anybody do this. I've had 30 years of meditation practice, and I was able to do that. And I'm also clean and sober. Anyway, after my surgery, while recovering at home, I drummed a steady beat on my lap, practicing the journey, seeing myself whole every single day. It soothed me, heart and soul, reduced the amount of stress I was feeling around the whole experience, and left me being able to remain off of pain meds, at least any heavy narcotic pain medications. I did and still do take Tylenol now and then. Here's what you can do right now. And anytime you're feeling stressed, out of balance, even out of control, take a breath. Place your hand on your heart, 
connecting with your heartbeat, your inner drum. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath to the count of four. Release it to the count of four. Repeat. And repeat again until you feel like you have stabilized, until your body has relaxed. Our body gives us cues all the time. So feel your body. Feel your energy body. Relax into love. Relax into your soul, the essence of creation itself. That, lovely souls, is impeccable soul care. Thanks for sticking with me for this last half hour. Every week, I will include a teaching to elevate your soul. Let me, re- let me re-say that. Either I will include a teaching or my guests will. Something you can take out into the day to create a deeper connection to life, elevating your soul, and potentially finding your own practice or deepening your practice in the art of impeccable soul care. I trust that you will come back again and again and again. Until next week, give yourself a break, put your hand on your heart, and love who you are, even if it's just for a minute. Oh, and know that I am sending you a virtual hug and a deep bow. Thanks again. See you next week. Hey, this is your host, Terry Williams. Thanks for tuning in to the Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. For more information or to work with me, visit soulpractices.com and subscribe to my tribe. You'll be the first to hear about upcoming guests and workshops, free resources, and so much more. Until next time, thanks again. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.